Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. So we're at ball on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I think you might have been up. Yeah, we were playing the uh, the Korean barbecue chicken team. They were the chicas or chicos? Chica, chica chicken. You mean like, like a rooster? <laughs> Good old Maddie. Um, so anyway, I hadn't eaten dinner. And I was kind of, we were talking, like, you can't go wrong with a smoky, right? Like, when in doubt, you're at the, especially at the ball field, like any concession smoky. Like, you know what you're getting. It's a smoky. Everybody wins. So I looked and I, because I got About there. About six bucks too expensive, but it's, yeah. You know what? You make you make a judgment call. Hunger dominates the moment. So anyway, I look and I'm like second last in the lineup because apparently I was second last to get there, which I feel is not fair because I clearly am one of the best players on this team, on my adopted work team. Um. So anyway, I'm looking and I'm seeing how the game's progressing. I know I've got time. So I go and order my smoky. No onions, I say. No onions. I'm picky. Yeah, all good. Sure, man. Bring up my thing, eating my chips, waiting for, for the smoky to come. Then the smoky comes. And there is mustard and ketchup. Do you know where this is going? You know me. Yeah. I hate ketchup. I do not eat ketchup. It was already on there. <laughs> They forced condiments on me. I didn't get a choice in the manner. Yeah, but did you not? Like, you go up and you order the loaded smoky. No, I ordered spe- smoky. And you specifically, I mean, doesn't the description say smoky, ketchup, mustard? No, it says onions and cheese. And I said, no onions, please. Oh, okay. I thought it was the loaded smoky. Like, it comes with everything. So that you would have had to be the guy to be like, I don't want this. But, hey, if it if it said specifically that it, only had onions and cheese on it, then yeah, they shouldn't have put your condiments on there for you. Because condiments, you go anywhere, anywhere. I've been to Anaheim to see a Ducks game. They have the best condiment bar, by the way. And I've said this a million times. You go to any sporting event, you go to Costco, you go to like, I don't know, you go anywhere that has hot dogs. Mm -hmm. And you put those condiments, the basic condiments on relish, mustard, and ketchup, the big three, the big three. And they forced at least, no, they forced both of them on me. What if I wasn't a mustard guy? It, you know what? So we had this going and it, it, we we were talking earlier about this. And I said, like, if you go up there and you order the loaded, you should expect to get everything. That being said, you are right. So I, I, I called you on it again initially saying that you were wrong, but you are right. So I'll retract. I'll retract and redact whatever I need to do, but you're right. You should have a choice about what you're putting on there. Even though it's weird that you like mustard more than ketchup. Uh, that's my, that's my cross. That's, that's, that's your prerogative. Uh, ketchup in itself is, we've had this conversation a million times, extremely overrated sugar sauce. It was gross. It's basically jam. So I had to force, like I basically rushed the smoky before my at bat. It It was was all, it was all up in that, that mustard was all up in that. And, and the cheese it was like in there and i'm wiping and like napkins are flying and i run first a bat double no problem <laughs> maybe it was the ketchup maybe are you kidding me that's what yeah every so often it happens that ryan is right 100 percent right not even a little <laughs> bit right tucker pullman two points last game no kidding my man! Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. It so. did. Welcome to the PP1 Podcast. Chris was sleeping on the intro, but we're not sleeping on the intro. Chris was sleeping on the intro, but we are not sleeping on the intro. Welcome to the PP1 Podcast. We're here. We're live in person. Well, I mean, I'm in person. You're in person. We're both in person. Are you frozen? You're doing the Steve thing again. Or the Chris thing is driving me crazy. You're doing a really good job of it. I'm Ryan. I'm the flamboyant. I'm the energetic one. There's Ted who may or may not be frozen. And I'm waiting for him to blink. And I don't know if he's blinking. Oh, he's doing such a good job of this. And it's driving me crazy. Um, 
This is the PP1 podcast. We lost Ted. We lost him. So he actually was frozen. Uh, we're on the Dean Blundell Network. We're partnered with our good friends, our very good friends at Move Health and Wellness. Gary, um, we might need uh, we might need a few bucks to uh, hook up to Ted's Wi-Fi. So that could be a problem. But uh, we're going to figure it out and it's going to be fine. I am officially recording on this because I almost screwed that up because typical Ryan, these are the things that he does. Um, we got a big show for you tonight. I was trying to watch the Flames game on on my 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 streaming on the TV, but it wasn't allowing. It sounds like Dallas was winning last I checked. Um, great news. Great news if you don't like the Flames like most Canucks fans do. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to talk about. Canucks draft lottery. We've got Kazmenko lottery, which may or may not happen. Hopefully, Canucks are in on that. Uh, is Bruce Boudreaux coming back? I have no idea. It sounds like he is. Is Bruce there it is or Bruce there it was? Bruce, maybe it could be. We're going to find out about that. We've also got, uh, I'm going to bring up Woomp, there it is, and there's a funny story with that. Um, villains. Who are your villains in the playoffs? Who are villains that have carried this hatred that you just can't stand years and years and years later? Who are the guys that you just absolutely can't stand? Um, basically starting in the playoffs and they carry it over to regular season. Ted's back. He's back and alive. I thought he was playing. I thought you were playing games with me with the old Steve and Chris, like, frozen moment. And it turns out you actually were frozen, and then you left. The The power just went out. No kidding. Yeah. So like, we were talking about your new house. Maybe you should... downstairs, but it was like the power went out, and people were, like, screaming outside. Like, it was ridiculous. I thought something was happening, but literally the power went out. These people have never heard of that before. So instead of uh, making sure that you've got your property insurance figured out, you might need to make sure that your power bills are paid. Yeah. Fun fact. That, that's that's a thing. That is a thing. And it looks like uh, you must have paid it very quickly because you're back. I was just... Yeah, it was like... It was. But it, it was yeah. long enough that it, it severed the moment. You had the, the five-year blip. Yeah, it was... Uh... Who knows what happened? Maybe maybe it's been five years. You have the same hat on, though. So... just It was this quick snap, yeah. I was telling everybody... Because you left, and I thought, how rude. <laughs> um, just letting everybody know what we're getting into. I was saying about the Kuzmenko lottery that's still going on, the Canucks draft lottery. Bruce looks like could be coming back. We've got playoff villains, or like players that are villains that have started in the playoffs, and now you hate those players. Like, who is your villain? Um, you know, I said that we were partnered with our good friends at Move Health and Wellness. Mm-hmm. We're good friends again. Not that they weren't. But uh, we're going strong with Move Health and Wellness right through the summer. We're, we're going to carry this. We're going to put them on a pedestal. We're going to lift them up and win that championship belt together. Tag team. Which is funny because we played, we played Dr. John's team. Yes, we did. He's awful. Uh, was it last week? Last week. Yeah. Isn't it, yeah I, last I'm just, week? I'm busting his balls. He's fine. I, I, and somehow this team full of web developers on the slow pitch D League somehow keeps winning games against all odds. I don't know. We walked off on these guys in the seventh inning. It was hilarious. It wasn't just hilarious. It was one of the moments of the season. Like, we're down four going into the bottom of the seventh. We get the two runs, and then we're, I think, was it two outs, too? No, I don't think so. I thought, or one out for sure. I don't think we were ever, yeah, you know what, two outs. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Whatever, it could have been, maybe, I don't know. And then our good buddy, my new good buddy from your work, Jace, steps Mm -hmm. up, and Jace is clutch. He can he can he's be so smooth too. He just walks up like um he's my new NFT buddy, and we're gonna get into that one day. Um but he walks up, he knows what's on the line. There's one on base, absolutely blasts this thing, walks and smashed off. Smashed it, yeah. And like it was one of those moments. I don't care what league you're in, D League, E League, F League, G League. That was a homer. It was gone in every league. Yeah. It was gone. He and he's so casual when he walks up. He's like that when he golfs too. He just like he's so unassuming, so unsuspecting. Like he just he walks up to the tee box and then smashes it. You know, three hundred yards. Crazy. I I yeah. I don't know how people do that. It doesn't it doesn't register with. Well, me. they start by holding their hands in the correct position, not backwards. Uh, that's oh golf. I thought we were talking about baseball again. Yeah, I do that. My game my game this year is gonna be a lot better. You watch. I'm it's gonna... crazy to me that you do that in golf, but not baseball, but you swing the same way. Yeah, that's just me. There's a there's a PGA qualifier. Did you see this? No. In Kelowna, there's like these like local qualifiers, and if you place in whatever, 
you can qualify for like a bigger event. So it's anybody. You basically just have to make the cut kind of thing. And I thought, wouldn't this be crazy if this was the like year? Like making that, the cut? Yeah. Except not hockey. <laughs> and not an, like who even won that? I don't even remember. So I don't anyway, I'm just, you're talking about my golf swing and I thought, wouldn't this be the year? Wouldn't this be the year? Anyway. We talked about hey, we talked about success. You're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. So moving health and wellness, they're back with us. Things are going well. Uh, I'm excited for what we've got for the summer. I think uh, the PP1 podcast, Ballhawks podcast, track meet, whatever that is, we're gonna. It's got to have a name. Something. We're running and and the track meet. We're gonna do that. The 40 yard dash. We're gonna make that happen this summer. That's gonna be an event. If there was a way we could like live stream that, I think that'd be pretty awesome. I don't know how we're going to do It'd that. It'd be a lot of downtime, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's the best part. People just walking up to the screen like, hi. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. I see you. Because our kids will be there likely. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we've got lots. Like I said, coaching. We've got the playoffs going on right now. I'm trying to watch a game, but that's not going to happen. Um. Just, just lots of good things. I'm very excited. Oh, before we get to like all the business, we have business here. So I posted yesterday on Instagram, on our Instagram, my Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. The voting is almost over for Best of Kelowna. Please go and vote. Now, I did get a DM from our good friend Matt's wife, Jen. Um, She said she was a little mad because I said, don't vote for anyone else. No other category, no other nominee. I It was self-serving. I'm not going to lie. Except for Matt Ferguson Photography. Yeah, you got to vote for him. Absolutely. And my flooring company that I work with. But that's not the point. I was making a thing. Please go and vote. There's only a couple days left. I think it's to the 16th is the final voting day. We want to win. At the very least, we want to come third. I want the freaking sticker that we can put on our window, on my transom window at the front door. So when people ask, why do you have a Best of Kelowna sticker on your front door? Because my husband has a very good podcast. And that's all I want. I'm greedy like that. And, and petty. And petty. So anyway, let's get into some hockey talk. You want to talk about hockey? Yeah, let's talk about hockey. Are we cheering on Canada's team, or is it it's all Canucks and you want to see everybody lose? No, we've talked about this before. I know, but now it's playoffs. Like, whenever he was so stoked about, oh, we're having the all Canadian division, no, like we're sucks. gonna love it so much. Yeah, no. until we're like six games in and you've seen the the Flames three times, you're not gonna like it. And I want to throw up in my mouth. Turns out I was right. Uh, and I don't want, I don't want the Canadian teams to do well. No, like I just, I, and I'm not like shy about it either. I don't want the Oilers to do well. I never want the Leafs to do well. I don't, definitely don't want the Flames to do well. I think I, I hate the Flames the most. So here's my it's question: not that I hate them, it's just like the biggest rivalry. But I, if if another Canadian team wins the Cup before Vancouver, we'll never hear the end of it. And especially those never. three. If it was Winnipeg like, or Ottawa, and I'm just I'm totally being theoretical because that's like the Browns yeah. winning the Super Bowl. I'm really sorry about that. It's never gonna happen. No. So, like, Winnipeg, Ottawa, if that... Or even Montreal. I think I could tolerate Montreal. Sure, I'm fine with Montreal Whatever, going to a final right? or something. Yeah. yeah. Can't win, though. Yeah. So, but we've got Toronto, and we've got Edmonton, we've got Calgary. That's the three that are in right now. If mm-hmm. you had to pick a team, not to cheer for, but that you said you're cool with going ahead, and the other two miss, which team are you saying, like, I'm cool with them advancing at least to the next round? You got to pick one. You have to pick one right now. Uh, and I hate to tell you who mine is. It's uh, probably the Flames. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mine. That's awful it, to say, isn't it? it? For only, you know, obviously Markstrom, Tanev. I mean, I don't know if we can really count to fully. Yeah, we can. But um, he was here long enough. Yeah, there's there's enough there's enough boys. There's a couple of guys on that roster that I obviously want to see do well, and see do. Um, but like, I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's equally, equally weighted in the opposite direction because of a guy like Milan Lucic, right? I mean, yeah, no, I feel you. Uh, and I, and I'm sure I'd be fine with Lucic, Lucic if he was on my team, but so it's you, not. So you know right? why I have some, I still have some like Stanley cup hangover from Lucic, right? Uh, yeah. I think we're going to have Stanley cup hangover until the next time we're in the Stanley cup. Yeah. Like I wasn't even fully recovered from my hangover in 94. We still hate Mark Massey, Brian Leach and Mike Richter to this day. I mean, we hate Mark Messi for so many more reasons, but that's yeah, a, that's, that's a podcast in itself. Yeah, that Flames Stars series is it might be the series of of the playoffs, right? I mean, it's just there's no goals though. 
it's just super physical. It's like, I, yeah, you have to like that side of it. Right. But it's yeah. just like those teams are, those teams are so evenly matched. It seems. So I would pick the flames for a different reason. We've talked about this. I think as long as I've known you, the Oilers and the Leafs have always been jockeying for like the team that they believe that they should be. Right. So now the Leafs have got Mc, or not McDavid. They've got Matthews, Marner, they've got Tavares, They've got, I mean, Jason Spezza is a fourth liner that fill in. They've got, there's a lot of talent on the team. Yeah, Yeah, there's there's a lot of talent on the team. And on paper and through most of the season, they're phenomenal. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to discount that. Phenomenal cosmic powers. But you know what? What they don't have is a goaltender. And they still don't have a stellar defense. And then we put that same narrative over in Edmonton. They have had the first overall pick. How many times? They finally like got rid of all the crap as far as like the the noise, and they went and they they were able to draft McDavid and Drysaitel, which is again in itself. They still have Nugent Hopkins. They got rid of Taylor Hall for Larson one for one, and they still went after a guy like Mike Smith. Darnell Nurse is what their best defenseman, and then that's it. There, there's not, like, you look at this team, and again, both of these teams combined, you have five of the best players, if not the best players on the planet right now, and they're in the same boat, would it, they're getting there in a different way, and all it would take would be, not an upset, but a loss from both of those teams, and it's, like, yeah. it's calamity. Yeah, and uh, to me... Whereas Calgary's kind of figured if, it out, right? Like they went there was after a team goaltender. You're supposed to walk on it would be the Kings too, right? And it's yeah. The, I don't know, man. And they're gonna go I on mean, their Cinderella know. run. Go figure. Every, everything you stated is correct about about the Oilers. Like they just never ever fixed that problem, right? I mean, yeah. How how could you not use your your all of your assets to be addressing the goaltending issue, just like Calgary did by going out and getting a guy like Markstrom? And then it's they just, get Tana. It's they such go, a yeah, it's such a disservice to to uh, to players like you know Drysaddle and McDavid. Like, it really is. And they're like they're it's carrying. A, it's a shame. Like, I don't know if you saw the game last night. Did you watch the game last night? I didn't. Yeah. So usually I don't really try to watch other games. I was I've caught a bit of it. We got home from ball, Addison's ball, and so we're having pizza and I'm watching. I'm like, I'm gonna watch this because I haven't seen a lot of playoff hockey, and I want to see the Oilers lose. Well, the Kings go up. They ended up like back and forth, back and forth. Kings go up 4-2. They tie it. Like late, dry settle, absolute clapper to tie. It. Like it was a beautiful goal. I'm not going to discount it. That was some pretty impressive power play action. And then they just about lose. LA just about wins it with like two seconds left in the game. I think it was off the post. Couldn't believe it. A minute 12 in into overtime. Oilers don't even get the puck. Five on five overtime. The Oilers started a line with Dreisaitl and McDavid, did not have the puck, and Kempe goes in for a second of, of the game and wins it. A minute 12 into overtime. It and was, I feel that pain. How often did we feel that this season? Oh, we've seen Canucks it. Fans, where it was over before they even touched the puck in yeah. overtime, right? Like that's, but that's three on three. This is five on five. This is everybody. Yeah, yeah. And it just, bad. like it broke down, and I, I just smiled. I'm like, I can go to bed now. This is great. Like it's... They're that close. And we usually see these, yeah. We usually see these games where it's like it's so tight. Yeah, right. And it's it's just so tight. And it's a battle, and then you lose one like that, and it's like really disheartening, right? And and like I find that, and I have no evidence of this, but I feel like it's harder to come back and win the next game when you're so demoralized losing an OT game like that. Like it's a lot more work. Like it's almost easier. Like it would have been better for for Edmonton if they had just been ripped up like seven one. Yeah. Because now it like, hurts. Holy, yeah. Now it hurts. Now that's embarrassing. We have to come back and win. Like you're gonna get a whipping from your coach. Your fans are gonna give it to you. And it's like after a blowout loss, like you can pretty much guarantee the other team is gonna come back and win. Yeah. Or that's the way it always feels like it. But they're in tough now, right? You lose a close game like that, and they go to you LA drop now. A series lead to three and two. You head to LA, and they're after a, after a close game. And if you've been to LA, folks, you can joke all you want. California knows it's hockey now. California knows, right? And and it's a tough, it's a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. And the Oilers have done nothing 
much like the Leafs, to show that they have the killer instinct to win this game. And, and until they do, I, I just can't believe in them. And you go to the Kings now, and you, they've got a Dustin Brown who's on his swan song. He's going to retire after this season. Know. But he's been there. He's won twice. They've got Jonathan Quick. Again, All it, you know, we talk about a hot goalie. All it takes is, a, right now it's one game. You've got a Adrian Kempe, who's their next rising star, right? You've got Kopitar. Again, he's won two cups. You've got a few other guys on that team that have had it. They've, they've done it. And now you're going to They've think, done it. And even if they aren't the guys that are doing it now, the guys that are doing it now have to be able to draw from that experience. And there's nothing there from, from Edmonton's standpoint other than we haven't done it yet and we have to do it. Yeah. It's, so until you, until you beat the man, you're not the man. Thanks, thanks, Ric Flair. Appreciate that. So because while everyone's enjoying playoffs, it's great. Great television. Great, great theater. The Canucks, yeah. uh, they were in a draft lottery. They had a 98.5% chance of getting 15th. Not that it... They got 15th. They got 15th. So uh, I, we're not going to get into draft mode quite yet. Uh, we're going to bring on Faber next week. He's committed. Faber, when you listen to this, I'm guilting you now. You have to be on the show next week. Uh, but he's going to come. We're going to talk some Abby Canucks and probably draft prospects and stuff. I know that's your wheelhouse. I'm not as much. Next year, I'm going to be all in with the Connor Bedard sweepstakes because... We should probably do another mock draft. Just oh, like, I'm in for it. We'll, Absolutely. But we'll have we'll have our boys on. Maybe we'll get we'll get Chris and Steve on from Ballhawks. Yeah. Like we went on there for their mock draft. They'll come on for ours. It'll be fun. We'll divvy the teams up. I like that format. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah. 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 I mean, who cares if you don't know? Do a little bit of homework. No, I know. So I, I know enough to know that I'm going to rely on my good friends on the forecheck um, down in Nashville, the SB Nation uh, draft preview. And I feel that uh, I'll know everything I need to know for the first round on that one. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, that yeah. was a lot of fun last year. I think we did a great job of that. So um, again, Canucks are in 15th. The Habs have the first pick, which means they can't win the draft lottery next year. And as I just said, if you were going to win a draft lottery, next year is the one you want. Like Shane Wright's going to be good, but he can't ain't Connor Bedard. Can't they not? They cannot win the draft lottery next year, but can't they just finish last in the league and pick first? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think mm. they can get the first pick. I'd have to look into it, but as far as I know, they could finish like second or third as far as uh, uh, the balls go. But they, right. they, can't, they, can. they can't do first. That was a new rule that got implemented. It's like the Edmonton rule. For some reason, I thought that if you, like if they finished second to last, like yeah. 31st or 30th or something like that, they, right. there was no ball to pick first. But if they legitimately finished last in the league, then they... I could be wrong. Someone could chime in. By the way, we're on Facebook and YouTube. Come and chime in if you have the answer for that, because I don't, and I'm not going to challenge you on that. So, I mean, I don't even know. So. Yeah, we're just we're just a couple guys uh, in Kelowna that are. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I talk out my ass. I don't uh, know. Uh, I've done that a few times. It goes. It's like a butt <clears> trumpet. <throat> um, there's one more lottery. It's. I guess is it a lottery or a sweepstake? I guess it's a sweepstakes. The Andre. Kuzmenko sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. So I know enough that this guy is pretty awesome. He's a uh, a right wing. Is a right wing right shot or left wing right shot? I want to be sure on this. I I had this all prepped, and then I screwed it up. So I do apologize. Um, yeah, he's a winger. Let's let's just go with that. He's got a right shot. He's a winger, and the Canucks are down to I think the top three. Now they have they haven't said that when they're going to make a decision. He's a right shot player though, for sure. Yeah. But they said, basically, he can be slotted into top six instantly. Well, I think we need a guy like that. And if it just costs yeah. you money, do it. Make it happen. Yeah, yeah. and this is this has been something that the Canucks have really been good at in the past, right? I mean, Chris Tanev was, was found money. I mean, you go all the way back to guys like Troy Stetcher. And, totally. Uh, in this case you know, NCAA college free agents. And, and we've won a few of those, right? Yes. Um, we've also, you know, lost a couple of those too, but we got it them works the, long the same way. way. Yeah, it works the same way as an undrafted, you know, Russian player coming over. So you can come into the NHL, decide what team you're going to play for, sign for the league maximum, which I believe is, what was it, 980,000 or something like yeah. that? Yeah, ELC. And then immediately at the end of that ELC contract. <laughs> yeah. He goes to free agency, so he has, he's a complete like unrestricted free agent. He can go wherever he wants to at that point. I think you're just hoping, 
as uh, as a Canucks fan, if he comes to Vancouver, that you have the ability to re-sign him. Yeah. So there's a lot of like, and this team has to add talent, like has to. Um, and flashy not to talent mention, too. And, and flashy talent. And not to mention the fact that you're going to have to figure out what you're doing with a guy like Brock Besser. Yep. Yep. Uh, and if this guy plays a, plays the wing and a similar style of game and is only 980,000 and maybe does enough to, to, to warrant a, a good next contract, then that would be phenomenal. It's Alex chase on money. Yeah. It's, it's Alex chase on money and probably, a, you know, a significantly better player. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, and they're going to have to figure out what they do with Brock, right. Because he's, he's going to be owed a qualifying offer that maybe a season that he put in doesn't dictate. So they're, they're going to have to figure out what they want to do with that. Do they, do they step forward and make the offer? Do they, do they, you know, work on a trade? Do they, do they walk away from it? I mean, I think if you can bring in a guy like Andre Kuzmenko, it certainly opens up some of the options that you're going to have to decide on at that point. Maybe if you have a Kuzmenko, maybe you feel a little bit better about making a trader. You know, maybe you can think twice about whether or not you want to re-up. And I still believe in Brock. I, think, I still think he's a heck of a player. But you get a guy yeah. that scored twenty and thirty three last season in Russia. Yeah, again, I not mean, the NHL, the second but... best league in the NHL, the yep. second best league in the world, though, right? I mean, it's not like it's it's the it's not a slouch. It's, it's no slouch, right? I mean, uh, and he's, you know, he's he's a smaller guy, but he's not. He doesn't play small, right? I mean, if anything, he probably plays like a similar game to to Paul Colson. He's he's he he plays thick. He's got a lethal shot. The guy can dangle. He obviously knows what he's doing. You put up thirty three assists in, in the in the KHL, and yeah. Obviously, you have some vision and some playmaking ability too, right? So, um, the cool thing, I, I, I actually have seen him play a, a number of times, which is and very noticeable during his time that he's playing with Pod Colson too. When he was out there, I think we we're all trying to tune into games in Russia. I I know um, I am. I stay up late <laughs> for these games. Yeah, well, I always watch them on rewind on DAZN and stuff like that, right? Oh, you've, but, you've got DAZN. I mean, yeah. So yeah, Gary, Gary's saying the next Anton Rodin, right? So hey. hopefully he's better than that, Gary. Um, <laughs> and and he might even get more than zero seconds in it. Yeah, we might even we might even play him in an NHL lineup. That would be great too. Oh, remember that? Mm. Good time. Yeah. So I, I I like the guy. I mean, I, I I hope that we can put forward to him. Maybe they have a couple of things. In, apparently, you know, B- Bruce Boudreaux was involved in kind of like the. The, the, the college pump, right? Like they go sort of to all these, these recruiting, right? I mean, who knows what you believe in a, re- in a recruitment statement, but if yeah. Boudreaux's there, yeah. maybe that means Boudreaux's going to resign his coach too. And, and, and that's what I was is getting. one thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's is one thing as a bonus is that he knows Pod Colson too. So that's so kind of the tie in, right? Him. Now I, I'm not a big fan of ska. That wasn't my, my style of music. Although <laughs> I did like, I did like no doubt. So maybe there is hope for this, this ska boy. Um, but yeah, you bring up Bruce Boudreaux and he was in that meeting and that's, that's a pretty key thing, right? I'll get you Ovi's autograph done. Let's make it happen. <laughs> get it, make it happen. I'll give you my address. Let's make it happen. Yeah, wouldn't that mean that he goes to Washington? Yikes. Oh, right. Shoot. Um, but you don't have a guy that isn't going to coach your team in a super key interview like that for a prize free agent. You, like you just don't. Who You're knows not, though? Why, but, why not? But why would you, if you were unsure about, I mean, are you just going to throw everything at the wall and hopefully it sticks? I, I will play devil's advocate in this one. I mean, why why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you go to the nth degree to sell him on whatever? Just like get the guy here and figure the rest out later. If yeah. Bruce isn't the coach, he's, I wouldn't tell, I wouldn't tell, Yeah, you know, I wouldn't tell him that. I guess that's not a sell then at that point. Yeah, I would say, yeah, for sure he's going to be here. Like, oh, will, will Bruce be, be there? Like, I want to know that Bruce, there it is, right? And like, yeah, for sure he's in. Yeah, we're good. You just get him here. It's like, all right, let's end, end, end <laughs> the interview. Like, everything went good, right? Yeah, okay, great, 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 great. It sounds like Bruce is coming back. It sounds like the articles I've read today that they're finalizing, they're finalizing some things. They're ironing some stuff out. Yeah, it's a strange one. But I, I mean, I, I would have thought if they were going to do it, then he would already be here. I think if. But like he's got till the first, two, right? They've, he's got till the first. That's fine. Yeah, I think if another week or two goes by, then I would maybe think that it might be less likely. I think if you're if you're waiting that long, because I think part of this is probably on Bruce as well. Right? Oh yeah, it's like absolutely who, who knows, both sides. Who knows what they're saying, but but like behind the curtains there. But I mean, 
there could be some pretty plum jobs out there after the first round of the playoffs. Like, well, Barry Trotz right? is available. He got canned. Also, Barry Trotz. Like, I met his sister you, one time. I know. So I know Gary had asked this question. Like, what what would be what would be a reason to not resign Bruce? And I, I thought that was like a great question. I had to like sit there and think about it. And one reason would be that you feel like there's a better coach <laughs> available for you out there. And and wouldn't you have to put a guy like Barry Trotz's name in that you know in that conversation? I would. Like, as soon as he became available, I thought, man, if they don't get Bruce, like, how is that not yeah. your first choice? How and when is- I answered that question, I used the example, you know, Chicago w- had had Savard as their coach. And yep. there was nothing wrong with Savard as a coach. But then they're having, you know, an okay season. They're, they're being somewhat successful. You know, structure is another one that he brings up. But so they're having an okay season, somewhat successful. And then Quinville becomes available. And yep. they pulled the trigger immediately, right? Pulled it immediately on Quinville because you think and you know that he's a better coach, right? So structure, you know, Gary's comment there. I, I don't know what the structure is in comparison for, for Boudreaux. It obviously seems to fit this system. We need to get the power play and the penalty kill worked out. But it's not like I wouldn't think that Trotz wouldn't have good structure either. I mean, he's kind of known as that type of coach, right? So And I mean, he's the kind he's like I think he would be a player's coach, but he has great structure. He's like, look who he's look who he has coached. Look he how grumpy a, he looks. I'm I'm cool with his. I like his grumpiness. <laughs> I mean, Brucey's got some grumpiness to him, but he's a big wrestling he does, fan, yeah. so I kind of like that. I mean, you've got both of those options. I think if you lock in Bruce, great. Or if he decides to come back for another season, because we all know it's not going to be a multi-year deal. Yep, he's coming back for one year, and I think he he. It it's might fair be. to, but I think it's fair if it is one year that it's fair to both sides because he did come in halfway through, and you can't change the structure like overnight and overnight i mean in in a half a season so yeah i would like to see i think he did change the structure he did but i'll I'll argue that but but he also had to still play with kind of what he had so you start a season training camp with all the new parts all the new toys hopefully because manko's there as well now you've got a a full training camp to really work on what pod colson can do you've got a full training camp maybe you've got a jack rathbone available you've got a full training camp you know Patterson coming off a, a quietly pretty awesome season um all these guys come back and who knows what's gonna happen with jt but you've got you've got enough there and i think you know bruce is worth that at the same time if you got an opportunity to get a guy like barry trotz you have to explore it oh you have have to to at least explore it yeah yeah anyway so i'm again i'm just playing devil's advocate i would like brujo to come back like let's not get it crazy don't overthink this but those are some reasons why I, I, that's that's a fair comment. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Talk about our good friends at Move Health and Wellness. They're not doing, they're not sponsoring the dudes and guys. You know what? We're going to move them up to billing. They get billing for the next little while because you know what? They've taken, yeah, you're doing good at this. You know what? I trained you well. Well done. When it was four people, when we did our uh, our football show, you got good at that. When we had the three of us, you, you were good at that. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that out. That's what you like best, right? There you go. Oh, man. Seriously, if you ever like get fired from your current job, I would hate to see that happen. You'd be very good at doing that. <laughs> Same. Ouch. Sorry. That was a little awkward. Um, move health and you wellness. Me. Knock that wood behind you. Oh, shoot. I might get in trouble for that. Crap. Why are you knocking on the wall? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dad made me do it. Um, move health and wellness. They... They have helped us out a lot. I've been going now um, for massage therapy for a little bit, uh, which has been great. Things are going well on that side. Uh, we played Paul against John as we were talking about. A uh, lot of fun. The one thing that I keep coming back to, um, first and foremost, they've got three locations. One in Kelowna, inside uh, the Jack Nathan Medical uh, Center in uh, the Walmart. Talk about the parking. Parking's great. You can park wherever the heck you want. Go grab a bag of chips when you're done. It's great. They do have counseling. They do have, oh my goodness, registered massage therapy, and they have chiropractor. So I want to talk about John. They also have other mm-hmm. services in their other two uh, Surrey and South Surrey locations. The one thing um, that I keep coming back to with John is when he was kind of debunking those myths, right? About Yeah, it was like the, the, the Siegfried and Roy of chiropractic. Yeah, so... Like, my family, we used to go and get, like, I never went to a chiropractor. And then, you know, my wife decided, like, let's start going as a family and doing this. And we would get, like, the the cracky-backy, as he called it. And, I mean, it does sound tacky when you say it that way. But we were going there, and we'd get an adjustment. 
and basically, you know, you're moving some gases around. It feels like you're freed up. But it wasn't really... Nice. Yeah. But it, it sounds great. Everybody goes, oh, that was a big one. Yeah, that's great. But it doesn't do anything. Now, talking with John a lot about these kind of things, and for me, I mean, massage therapy is great, but I've got some things that I would rather be able to figure out, like, how can I fix myself long-term and not have to rely on one service? Because I think whether it's physiotherapy or chiro- like we use a lot of these things in conjunction with each other, right? Like sometimes, you know, if you are rehabbing an injury, like our buddy Chris for um, his lacrosse injury, right? Sounds like he might be close. You know, you, you rely on a few different services. And the neat thing um, about John is I think he kind of said, and he's like, I know it doesn't sound good, but he goes, if I'm doing my job right, he goes, you know, I, he goes, you know, or what do you say? I, you don't want to see me again kind of thing. Like he wants to do the job. Yeah. So, you know, like joking, right? right? But yeah. The, the, the whole idea is that you come see me, we teach you the things that you need, and then you shouldn't have to come back and see me now because you've now learned how to help yourself and we've, we've cured the anger injury. It's not supposed to be about a recurring thing. It's almost like the whole teach a man to fish scenario, right? Exactly. And I think the one thing about a, a chiropractor is it's not just, you know, we're, we're going to do all this and that, like you're going to be working on stuff. When my family, we'd go in for our, our like family kind of group thing at our old place. We were in and out in like 10 minutes. Everybody gets their back. Yeah. Everybody gets their back cracked. We walk out. Here's the bill. Um, benefits pays That's for it. That's the thing. It almost but, feels impersonal. You're you're there. You're there for 15 minutes. You see the doc for five. It's crack, 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 and then you're out the door as quick as possible. Here's the a next C note. You get in right. Here's a C note. See John. He spends some time with you. He's 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 looking at your injuries, taking time and care to figure mm. out what your problem is. Right. He's assessing the situation for you to get your proper health and care. And then it feels like it's worth it for you from that point. Right. And we talk about sports, like we, you know, come up with a game plan, right? There's a game plan to get your body fit. Like this season to start, I've, I've had to, I was talking to actually both of them in the clinic uh, a couple of weeks ago and it's, uh, you know, stretching is a big one for me. Apparently 38 hasn't been kind to my body. Um, mm-hmm. I have all years who knew things were going great last year, but I'm starting to figure out that I need to do a few more things. So go check out John. He's more than happy to help you out. It's a, it's a service that quite frankly, like I, I think people need to know that, that there are other ways to, you know, to get fixed up and we can't just rely on what we're doing. So move health and wellness, go see Dr. John Lutz at move health and wellness. He's going to take care of you and uh, let us know, let him, let him know that uh, he's a mediocre baseball player too. Uh, yeah, so obviously not just locations in, in Kelowna, but the lower mainland as well. So make that's sure right. you're scoping out a, a move health and wellness that's close to you. That's right. I said that. I did say that. Yeah, we just said it again. Just backing it up. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Um, let's get back into some hockey. Uh, we did talk about the LA Kings. And you know who's having a playoff so far? Troy from freaking Richmond. <sighs> Troy from Richmond is having a better playoffs than there are some superstars that are currently in the play. Oh, you know what though? I just think Troy is just a little undersized. I don't think he's good enough to play in our top four. I think what we should probably do is turf him and maybe look at signing like a bigger sort of slower defender that doesn't really have a lot of offense. And we could probably pay him somewhere around the 2.5. Tucker Pullman. I think that would be really good for our team. I think if we just let Troy Stetcher go and maybe bring in a guy like Tucker Pullman, that would be the right choice. That was a stupid idea and it did not pan out. We could have, I mean, he wouldn't be in the playoffs right now, but. Well, shit. <laughs> he's having a good playoffs. He really is. God. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's really good defenseman. I don't know whatever the hell the problem was with Stetcher in this organization, but I know for a fact that, I mean, I don't know for a fact, but I feel like I know no, you for know. a fact. I feel like you that know. This current regime would be all over having a guy like Troy that, that could skate, that can move the puck, that can log minutes. How much was he going to make? Two mil? responsible at his own zone. Who cares? No, like, I'm, no I'm saying two million? That's a yeah. steal. Ugh. That's a steal. I mean, that's a steal. I mean, you could have, uh, maybe maybe they'll take Tucker Pullman and trade. Wouldn't that be absolute, like, <laughs> is that ironic? Is that the proper word here? I don't know. You just shouldn't be looking at a guy like that thinking like, whoa, he's not good enough. I think I can do better. But I think it was and coach then, and GM, right? Like, it was a combination of those things, I bet. Like, yeah. I don't know if I can work with this guy. All, all it was, he basically, pukes. every season that Troy played for the Canucks, it was like borderline six defensemen. And by the midway point of the season, there was injuries, and he would crept into the top four. And at some point during the season, for two to three weeks, he was playing in the top two. And for some reason, 
that just wasn't good enough. I don't like it. Being re- being a reliable D-man who can move the puck. I don't uh, like it. Ted, it's, I don't it's like it. It's not that good because I think you're undersized. I don't like it. It makes me mad. But you know what doesn't make me mad? There's another guy. There's another guy that's playing for the LA Kings. The Eagle. The Silver Eagle. He looks good in those chrome domes. You got to love that Alex Edler is also having a pretty decent playoff. And that hair. I I could grow yeah. that hair. Moves, moves to LA and he becomes like the hockey version of the Big Lebowski. How do you not like that? Well played. Well played. I just... Is it weird that I kind of like LA right now? Like, is that no, okay? Can I so. can I do that? Yeah, it's fine. We're gonna let it's that fine. slide. We're fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. The, well, the Twitter things are bur- things are burning everywhere. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We're okay. I don't know. I'm I'm just excited. Good for you guys taking care of business. I was bringing up when you decided to ghost me at the beginning of the show. Villains in the playoffs. So usually we. F- find there's a guy that like becomes a villain in a playoff series and then it carries on to the next season and now we like hate that guy so who would be like a villain for you and it can be like all time and we can't say mark messier and we can't say brad marchand well those are that's low-hanging fruit who would be like a villain for you that was created via a playoff series past or present that you still like think like man I can't. I think see. we already talked about this. It's, it's Lucic. Lucic, okay. Yeah. Milan Lucic, that's a fair one. It's 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 yeah. For me, it's Lucic. I think just, uh, I almost. I mean, it's. I'll kind never of, get over the Dan Hanhuis thing. <laughs> he kind of did that himself though. <laughs> yeah. Like he did he did injure himself on that one. I think. I would say like a guy. It's kind of funny. Like Dustin Brown for the longest time, right? He was oh, just accidentally on purpose, Dustin Brown. Yeah, exactly. Like he's just in there. And actually, I kind of felt that way about Toffoli for a while. And then he got to Vancouver. I'm like, oh, we actually really like this guy. Yeah, like I'm cool with Toffoli and Pearson now. <laughs> yeah, that's all good. You guys here? Okay, <laughs> cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Like Dustin Brown, he was always that guy. And he was that close to being a Canuck too. Remember that? Mm-hmm, and like, was right. it 2010 or 2012? That. And like, ah, I don't know. Like maybe things are panning, you're not panning out. And then they absolutely explode, and you know the guy's going to be. And ret- then just yeah, and then re- like just they're going to retire his number. Re endures is that a thing? Yeah, it's something. Yeah, re endures himself to the organization and fan base again, and then carries it on for another ten years. He's been, I mean, just an absolute staple in L.A., and he's he's consistent. Just not even just a staple, like he's consistent. You know, you know what you're going to get out of him every single season. What's not to like? And yet, uh, I mean, everything to hate if you're an opponent. I mean, I think you're right. The, the reasons you dislike a player like Dustin Brown are the same reasons that you want the guy on your team. Exactly. And that's why I left Brad Marchand off because he's the one guy, like, when it comes to Team Canada, yep, one of the first guys I want in Team Canada. When it comes to the Boston Bruins, I hope your face falls into the boards with your, like, I hope bad injuries happen to you yeah. in a legal I can't setting. Believe, I can't believe he hasn't injured his nose more often. Well, yeah, it's always first into the first into a scrum, right? Yeah. So, yeah, but and again, he's he. I did he like drop D'Angelo or something the other night and like called him. I think he called him like a racist and stuff too. And everyone's like, we like Brad Marchand. Like what? I mean, he's like, like Marchand is like old school Burroughs on steroids. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, like crazy talent. So I think Burrow was like a shit, but like Marchand is like fucking mean. Yeah. <laughs> and, and but he scores and he's gonna like he's gonna tell you off and he's gonna bury you on the score sheet like he had five points the other night they had five goals and he had he was in on every goal yeah and yet they're losing in the series so whatever is suck, it, suck do you have like a favorite like Alex Burroughs chirp um I mean you can kind of go back to the the Kelly one against St. Louis what was the Kelly one him and Kessler remember took uh, Bacchus's wife like, hey, tell, tell Kelly I said hi. That one sticks out. Um, it chirps? I think, I think I mine know. was, do you remember when uh, they were playing Detroit? And he was, Aaron Downey was stretching at the, at the, at the line. Yeah. And, and so Burr goes over and stretches at the line next to him. He starts jawing at him. And then he had dug down deep and then figured out that his parents were potato farmers. So he was calling Downey a potato farmer. Oh, jeez. And remember Downey like crossed the line to go after him. Like he was, he was mad. Vaguely. And so that was Burr's thing, right? He would like early on, especially when he wasn't on the twins line. He found he a guy. Responsible at that point. Yeah. He, he would find a guy and then he would 
he would Google the guy and then do his research on the guy before he would go into the game with something shitty to say like, Hey, you fucking potato farmer. Yeah. I remember that was my favorite was the potato farmer. I remember our, our good friend, old boss, James Rayburn. And when he was in ball hockey nationals and he played against the Montreal red light with Alex Burroughs. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that guy was so good. He would tell you off in French and then he'd score on you. (laughs) Like, Man, what a combo. Ball, ball hockey beret, yeah. Like, what a combo. And then he signed the deal, and they told him to stop playing ball hockey because his talents were in the NHL and not on street hockey. Fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... It's funny. I don't really have Burroughs chirps. I don't really remember a lot of them. I yeah, just... There was the interview, the Hockey Night in Canada interview was really funny. Like, when he was doing his Mark Crawford impression, that was pretty <laughs> hilarious. Like, shoot the puck, Burr. Burr! Yeah, put the... <laughs> That was Go pretty do good. something out there. That was pretty good. Yeah, I, what a great player. I I met him. Um, so he did a, an autograph signing at like the Bell in the mall the day after he signed his his first big contract. And so it was cool. We our Jersey City. We managed to get like a Burroughs jersey to give away, basically, so we could get involved in the action, and get autographs. Self serving, sure. Why not? So we went in. So I got to meet him before like the big autograph signing came. And so, you know, came in, hey, pleased to meet you, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I got one question. He's like, yeah, shoot. I'm like, how big is Ryan Kessler's nose? And he just roared. He's like, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> like, I broke the ice right there. And he's like, I like this guy. I get oh, him. Oh, man. Yeah, That's, it was good. I, I remember that. I remember that, yeah. How big is Kessler's Beauty. nose? And like, it was, I mean, again, dude's riding high. Just signed a massive first contract after his, his uh, like, UFA, right? Because that that was their line, right? It was he had just their be- line that was getting they they turned that season around. He had just become they ended a up star. Separating them, yeah. He had just become he. I think he had just played a season with the Sedins, mm-hmm. and that was it. And now the dude's a Ring of Honor. Like, like okay, let's lock this guy up. Let's let's do her. Let's do her. Um, I wanted to bring up. Uh, so we talked about Bruce. Bruce, there it is. We're in the car last night. And we listened to Sirius Satellite Radio on the way home from the ball game, and whoop, there it is, comes on. I started on the way to the ball game. I apologize because it lasted forever. Kinsey, my eight-year-old daughter, she's an absolute goofball. Yeah, I didn't know she knew the words or enough of the words. Not there's some bad words in there, but that's okay. And she's whoop, there it is. Like she's pronouncing all the the, the phonetics or the phonics. Phonetics? Putting all the correct emphasis on the right side. Oh my goodness. It was so funny. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. And then you hear it. She goes, and then just she wouldn't shut up. Shaka laka, shaka laka. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. Went on for the whole bloody song. I cannot wait to get out of the car. It was so funny. And I'm like, Ken, do you remember remember what, where you heard that from? The Rockets game? No. The Canuck? Yeah. I'm like, remember Bruce? Bruce, there it is. That's right. Whoop, there it is. She said, <laughs> just keeps going. I'm like, oh, we're gonna hear this the whole ball game. It was hilarious. It was when hilarious. You're, when your when your youngest daughter knows the words to to whoop, there it is. Yeah, not good. These not three good. words when you're getting busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was starting to listen to the lyrics. I'm like, oh man, if they start really listening, parenting's gonna be tough in the next couple minutes. Uh, a couple more things, and we're going to leave everybody alone. What's What do you want to go? We got two things here. So the Canucks, remember they traded for their, back for their, their own third rounder? Mm-hmm. There's a chance they might go offer sheet season. Where do they get the dough to do that? Well, it depends on who they offer sheet. So it sounds like there, there's a list of players, and I'll have to find the tweet, so I'm going to put it out. But Noah Dobson was, was on that that list. Hmm. So it's a first and a third that you have to trade out as, as your offer sheet. And I don't know if there's cash involved. I can't remember how the, the rules work for that. But a first, your first and your third for a guy like Noah Dobson. Now, I don't know what a guy like Matt Barzell, because he's he's due, is he not? Matt Barzell? What would he probably get you a, first? That's a, that's a big haul for, for Barzell. Would you make a move for him? Not in an offer sheet. Not an offer sheet, but in trade. Trade, sign and trade or trade and sign. What yeah, would we have to do? Like JT Miller? Everything. JT Miller and Brock Besser for Matt Barzel? Probably more than that. Probably significantly more than that. You think so? 
I think so. I think that's. I think it's a trade that New York just wouldn't want to make, so they're going to be something like. But they're cap strung. Yeah. So are we? We don't care. Like, you're going to have to come with us to something better than that to rebuild this franchise if you're going to take a player like Barzell and say go away. Like every time a player, not every time, I guess. But, every time. Be honest. You know, every be time, truthful with us. Every time a player like that is 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 meant to move. Like. Yeah. And I think he's just. He's like, in that territory. I think he's great. Like I think. I think he could lead the league in scoring like soon on a three-year stint. Like I think he's that good, right? Yeah. And I think that he's been hamstrung somewhat by playing where he's playing. But that's my point. So, Maybe you have an opportunity. Now that's an agent thing, probably. Yeah, like I'm. They probably say something like Pedersen. That's probably fair. Like if if I'm and if I'm New York because Pedersen's on like Fiala, yeah, Fiala. If Pedersen's on on. I, I think they're going to regret signing him to this bridge deal. Like I said, right from the very yeah. beginning, I think it's moving that way. Well, it's but because like, if I'm, they were, if they I'm had York, to make why a am I not? Yeah. Why am I not asking for Pedersen back? Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense not to. So do you make that move right now? Straight up? If it's PD for, for Barzil, do you make that move right up? <laughs> I think, I think like everyone in their dog will hate me for this, but I think Barzil is a better player than PD right now. I, I, I like would... maybe, maybe, maybe even long-term. I think the higher ceiling is Pedersen's. But I'm not right. sure if he gets to that, to that status. But the higher floor, the higher floor, the higher floor. It's without question. It's yeah. Barzell. I mean, yeah. wouldn't you take that floor every day of the week? I don't know. That's the thing about this, like Canucks, right? Canucks just love their team. They love their guys. Their guys can do. No I wrong, love the Stanley right? Cup. So how do we get there? Let's let's talk. Yeah. That's that's how I want to say. Could you imagine if this current regime did something like that? <sighs> Like, we would have stuff to talk about for weeks. Like they would, they we would, would break down about, like the first paragraph of the press release. I like this Fiala thing though. I would be all over a guy like Fiala. I like Fiala. I that'd be fun. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing somehow if we could get Matt Dumba. Good, uh, good call out there, Gary. I like. It. I don't know. I don't know about Dumba. I need to do a little bit more more work on on defensemen. I think that's where they need to start focusing on to turn this team around. Not being like, hey, we have this offensive stud. Like, can we add another offensive stud? So let's say if they get trade, if we trade out an offensive stud. Like for me, the the OEL deal is just looking worse and worse and worse as like the months go by. Yeah, and I still still think I I still think it was one of the stupidest trades. But it, but but I think it's going to age so poorly. But I like some of the things that came back. Right, it, but it, I, it didn't clear, feel good though. To me. We knew it didn't feel good, but no. we knew that th- but they were in that so moment, bent on moving those shit contracts, right? And may and maybe it's easier to move away from these than it was those three in the moment. It felt like it for them realistically they were one year away from freedom oh, like it should but, have been like you get a bad contract and you get a bad contract but they kept doing you get that. a bad contract but now they have one really terrible contract for a good defenseman like he's good yeah good and that's I, gonna I think, be hard to move i right? think i think he's movable i do i think he is i think he this is league movable. is stupid that's, that's the problem move. like this league think about it that's that's look, always the thing you're like, right like you look like there are gms there are scouts or whatever i mean Pierre Maguire just got fired from Ottawa. That lasted a long time. But I mean, <laughs> look where uh, what's his nuts went? Hamannick. Yeah. Right. Am I? I yeah. Mean, you can only fleece Ottawa so many times. You would think, right? Like it's like you look. There are GMs out there, and because it happens all the time, there are GMs out there that they see that yeah. problem differently, and they think, "No, I can change that guy." Which is they just can't. They you, just can't move any more draft picks to make a move like that happen. No. No, like they just haven't. They haven't made enough picks over the last work with what you got many years, and and like we're close to having the proper number of picks this year. Like, uh, I mean, it's not the NFL. Obviously, it's going to be hard to move yeah. picks. Yeah, where every guy you draft, draft every guy you this draft isn't, is playing. This isn't draft day, right? This isn't you know Mac, no matter what, right? But Monte Mac, no matter what, it's it's going to be it's going to be hard. Like I I would always like as a Browns fan, I would go into it and be like. You know, Browns have the number 17 pick overall. I'm like, sweet. They're trading down. They're going to trade down to like 22. And they'll get three picks. They're going to end up with another second round draft pick. And they're going to end up with picking, you know, an extra guy in the top 60. And I'm all for that. Done. And I would love Vancouver for Vancouver to do something like that, to to trade down in this NHL draft. But I, I don't, I see that as very difficult to happen. I think other teams, other teams aren't going to be so jacked to get into 15 to pick a guy that. You never know though. You never. A lot of maybe there's a guy. The same between but, five and 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 fifteen, right? But maybe there is a guy because everyone. I mean, we always have. Everyone has yeah, a guy, maybe. right? Every it's year a, there's it's a, a maybe. guy. Yeah. 
Like I was, I mean, we talked about, remember when they drafted Besser and I was a huge Merkley guy and I thought, oh man, they can finally get him. They can finally get like this guy is a can't miss. And I mean, thankfully they did draft Brock Besser and that's worked out quite well. Merkley has been around the league a little bit. He also had some injury problems, but like everyone has a guy, right? Merk daddy. And the higher you go up, the once you have a job where you get to pick your guy, and you've got yeah. statistics and you've got research and all that on your guy, you get to make that call, right? Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, like, well, like I really want this guy. We can't let him leave. We got to trade up to get him. It happens in in lots of leagues. Yeah, and I see that scenario playing out. That. The, the the caveat to that is like if somebody that good fell to 15 why wouldn't you just take him yeah like to, to me because maybe NHL you don't need him maybe you can afford to get more they need they need the no, guy. i know they like, do i don't care who the the guy is like you need the guy so let's say like, they get kazmanko let's just say let's i'm gonna play this out for a second they get kazmanko yeah. right so now you go in and think okay we got a guy on an elc dirt cheap he's gonna go into our top six we can afford now to move down in the draft, maybe we trade our first for like the end of the first or like two seconds, let's say, and they're also willing to take on OEL or or something where we can fandangle that into like a defenseman. Maybe not like a top four, but maybe or maybe a fourth defenseman. So now you're slowly chipping away. You add an extra pick in a round that's probably equally good to the first, maybe not crazy good. But there's a lot of depth still in the second round, and you get two chances now, or three if you've now added two picks, um, mm-hmm. to go after someone. You now add, uh, you know, maybe not as uh, flashy as an OEL name, but you get a guy that can contribute. Let's say Troy Stetcher. I'm just going to joke about it. You add a Troy Stetcher back somehow, and you get rid of that big contract, and you've added a few picks, and you don't have to go in the first round, but you got two seconds out of it. You can play so around that you way. Trade the, you, you, so you're saying you trade, you trade you down, trade the first, and you get you get current NHL help. Yeah, you get a roster player, and, and you get a second round pick. I still, you know what? I still. I mean, it I has to be right. The situation has to be right. I'm not saying do that because yeah, yeah, there I, definitely I, I is value in the first round. But it's the same as the NFL. If you can trade down, and there isn't a guy that you're gushing about, and I know there will be in the first round for a lot of teams, but. There, this organization, this management group, now has a very different goal than the last one did. Now they're thinking we have to be smart in every aspect of our team, drafting, trading, building up to where we at, getting rid of the problems that we were hampered with when we got here. So they've got a bunch of different things to do. How do we do this effectively? And I so, think that'd be uh, one of the things. I I think. I think the way you do this effectively is by buying more lottery tickets. And I think lottery tickets come in the form of draft picks. That being said, I don't like the idea of trading and, and you, you have like a good run there. I get all those points. What I would say to rebut that is I don't like the idea of trading yet another first round draft pick for current help, especially when a player might be available that we know probably isn't going to help our roster mm-hmm. between five and but five and 15 all I'm but that there, right. but that there isn't enough. There's not enough in the cupboard. Like what's, what's on the farm right now. Like we have, we have a couple guys, right? There's yeah. like DP Pietro, but I'm not saying Rathbone. nothing though. You're still getting, you'd still get two, just, two just, picks. I'll keep going. So there's, there's DP Pietro, there's Rathbone that the, the cupboards are like empty, man. Like, Oh, I know they're like, empty. We're like, we're poor. It's ramen noodles every night. And that's what we're inserting into our lineups, like ramen noodles. Like I want a steak to put in there and a guy that you can develop. Now you can't go into the draft being like, I'm going to draft a defenseman because we're low on defensemen. I think you take the best player available, but you have to believe that that best player available available is going to develop for you at some point down the road in the next three to four years. The issue with having multiple second round draft picks is I think the Canucks have tried that over the last few years. See Jonah Gajevich, yep. Cole Lind. Yeah. Um, uh, who's the other guy? Oh, Jet Wu is playing fucking forward, f- like fourth, fourth line, line forward in Abbotsford right now. Yeah. Another second round draft pick. Like this regime okay. just like over like four or five, like four or five scouts that currently exist on this roster are now gone. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that outside of looking at the first round and a couple of guys like Rathbone, it's it's like a bunch of guys like second round draft picks that aren't going to make this team. And I think that if you're going to have lottery tickets, 
they have to be lottery tickets that are in the first round for you to have a chance to cut on these players to make them work because every round that you go later, your percentages just decrease and decrease and decrease. And I don't think that you can restock the roster because it's not about next year. It's about the next few years. And I mean, they've hit on the first, you're right. You can't sustain anything without having proper first round draft picks. If anything, I think they need to go out and get themselves another first round draft pick. And maybe that comes in the form of a GT Miller. And that's how you get your extra player back. Maybe the Brock Besser is how you get your extra roster player back. I don't think you trade first round draft picks to bring in help. That's just my, that's my thought process. I see where you're coming from, but I mean, this, this team has had no luck drafting second rounders the last little while. And and there's nothing help coming on the farm that says it suggests that it would be the right way to go. I, I think, and I'll just add one more minor argument and we can leave it alone. They haven't in the old regime. But it's still the same scouts, Ryan. Yeah, that's fair. Like, that's fair. no, you're right. I, I, no, you're they, right. They, they've brought on they brought on new scouts. Like that's going to happen. But have those guys done the homework over the course of the year for what's coming up in this draft? Like, yeah. no, you're right. Not. I mean, that's you could flip comment. it and say like it's all the same scouts. They're going to have the same shitty intel, and we're going to do poorly. Let's trade the pick. I see that. I I understand that portion of it. Totally. But man, you got to start making picks. You got to start making picks. It's not enough there. Well, they got one anyway. They got one, thank God. Yeah, and he's still here, right? We're hanging our hopes on a Danella Klimovich, and and he's being treated like he was a, f- a first round draft pick because that's the, that's the highest pick we made. That's not good, man. It's time for change. It's time for change. It's time yeah, for change. And, and and to make change means is we we can't do what the previous regime did and start trading first round draft picks for help. I I am so excited because in the next month there is going to be some crazy things that happen. And I think, like, I'm excited. I'm excited for the shakeup. And I don't know what that looks like. And I'm cool with whatever it is. Because yeah. it has to happen for this team to move forward. The thing is, we know there are people there that are going to shake it up and have proven records that they can take it a team further. And there are good pieces to this team. There are very good core pieces to this team. And they might have to get rid of one of those guys, the core five, six, or whatever you want to call it, one of those those just outliers, but at the same time, I th- I think if, if you're gonna shake this up, if it's a JT Miller or Brock Besser, heck, then if, shake it up. If there was if there was a deal, and it won't happen because it just it just won't. But if there was a deal for Pedersen that you just couldn't say no to, it's he's just a guy. I'm sorry, he's Elias Pedersen, and it would suck to see a guy like that leave. But you got to think if they were willing to trade him, there has to be something crazy coming back. Well, it's just like it's the opposite of the, the Barzell deal, right? If a, if a team comes to me and says, we want Pedersen, I'm asking for the world. And if you say no, oh, well, I get to keep Pedersen. If yeah. you say yes. Here we go. Yep. Exactly. I love it. This was good. It's not going to happen, but yeah. This was good. Man, I'm, I'm glad we had that extra little break, that Sunday Sunday show. Had a week and a bit to really just suck it all in and get back to crazy town where, where we thrive here. What Are you trying to be like The Rock or something? No, it just smells good. It does fresh smell air. Good. Yeah, fresh air does smell good. It'd be nice if it was sunny fresh air for the next couple of days. Um, there's lots going on. Hopefully the playoffs uh, end the way we want them to for this round. I'm excited to see what next week brings because I think the first round ends on Saturday. We're gonna have a lot to talk about next week. Hopefully, we're talking about Bruce or whatever that looks like. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Tampa Roar's back. I hope so. Wouldn't that be great? Well, not that they're up. I mean, wouldn't that be something? Best Toronto's up three two, but I, I think I just think Tampa Roar's back in this one. I hope so. It would this that hockey needs a series to go that way. They need the yeah, Leafs. I, Sorry, you got something there. Well, good. We should ask Gary what he means by this. Besser for first plus a young D. I like it. I'm in. Yeah, like I said, it. it's, I, this is the team I cheer for. This is the team I cheer for. The name on the back's great. Name on the back doesn't mean a whole lot if there isn't a Stanley Cup attached to that name. It doesn't. This is a Pavel Bury t-shirt. I will wax poetic about that guy till the day I die, but he never won a Stanley Cup. Which yeah, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if your captain was, was Taves and he's the most boring guy in hockey, but he wins you cups. Three of them, actually. Well, I like, I like boring captain centers then. Man, That's what I like now. I want all the swag. I want all the swag. With what the about uh, Taves there? Yeah, wallpaper. Devin Taves? No, Jonathan Taves. 
Jonathan Taves down at the car pack. This has been great. Any final words, sir? Yeah. All good, man. Ready for summer. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. Bust mm. out those PP1 podcast slides. We got to start, like, finding a way to give some of those away. I got a bunch. Yeah, let's, let's get back on that. We'll figure something out. Figure something out. Yeah, yeah. This has been the PP1 podcast. We're on the Dean Blundell Network. I told you guys to vote for our best of Kelowna. We're going to send out the link one more time. Ted, maybe you can share that video again on Instagram. That would be great. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts. You can check us out on Spotify. I think you can share that on Instagram. That'd be great. Just get our name out there. We've been doing well. We had a good run in Taiwan last week. Really think that is going to be our niche, which is a weird thing to say. But yeah, you know we're what? Number one, number one Canucks podcast in Nepal. Uh, hey, if we're number one somewhere, that's all that matters. I'd, I I want to see this podcast grow. I really think that we've got something here. We're in year three. And usually that's where you find out you're either in or you're out. Like if you've gone this long, like you're committed to something. So people commit with us, you know, jive with us on Twitter and Instagram and like, let's get something going. If you're in Kelowna or like, let us know. I mean, summer's coming up. COVID is, uh, it's still a thing, but we can get together, have a beer. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's hang out. You can come play our ball team. Maybe we'll do a round of golf. We'll grab some, some pierogies or we'll go get a, we'll get a beer at one of the many local breweries down here in Kelowna. It's a yeah, we're, we're ready to thrive again. So like, just give us a like, give us a follow on YouTube, on Instagram, Twitter. Let's, let's get the PP one podcast thing rolling. Cause, uh, you know what? We love bringing this to you, but we need your help too. It's, it's a, it's a call to action. I think is what they call that. Oh you see, yeah. I was listening in marketing. I'm pretty sure. Wow. I know. I know. I'm a grown up. What can I say? I was there for those meetings. I kind of forgot. Call to action. This is a call to action. I should, yeah. I should have that it's as the your, next. It's your, it's your CTA, yeah. Yeah, it's something a like website that. term, just so you know. Oh, is it? No kidding. Yeah. No, go figure. So anyway, on behalf of my, my good buddy Ted to my screen right, I'm Ryan with a really big head and a really nice microphone. This is the PP1 Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy it in your headphones on your drive to work tomorrow. Peace out. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Don't skip this ad. I saw your finger. You were trying to skip the ad. I didn't want to do this, and now we're stuck in it together. I'm Ryan. I'm the host of The Lens Report. The Lens Report is a snarky, humorous, yet balanced look at the headlines that fill your timeline every day. We're going to get straight to the point without muddying any of the waters. And remember, The Lens Report is not your parents' news commentary. We swear a lot here, like a whole lot. So tune in and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and find us at criermedia.co or wherever you get your fine podcasts, like they say at the end of all of these ads. It's podcasting. Why are we doing ads? <laughs> <laughs>